Hi guys, and welcome back to Holy Roaster Podcast. This is Bree and Father Vitold. Welcome to our very first bonus episode. Um, Father Vitold and I decided to do this because one of our listeners um, actually emailed us wanting to know a little more on a certain topic. Um, but she said um, she has a friend who is upset about the order of the sacraments being switched. So when we talk about this, it's the sacraments of initiation. So baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist. So Father, do you want to get us started here? Yeah, uh, that's something new, to be honest. Uh, even for me, when I came to the States in 2015, uh, it, it, it was already happening here in Denver, Archdiocese of Denver. Archbishop Aquila decided to to restore the the correct order of the sacraments of the in, of the of initiation. Okay, which means baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist. Yeah, see, you know stuff. Well, because of this podcast, I'm learning Catholic <laughs> stuff. You know, so <laughs> yes, so that that was that is the the thing. You know, well, the correct order is Eucharist is at the end. Yeah, yes. Confirmation should be right after baptism. Correct. And you said something that I want to touch base on. Mm -hmm. We just, it is recent, but not really. It goes way, way back. But that's why you use the phrase, we restored the order. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yeah. Because we're restoring what it originally was meant to be. Yeah, it's like buying a really old car. You know, I had a friend in high school. He was really, yeah, true Your story. Analogy. True story. Okay. He he was really into like Mustangs, you know, like from the 60s. Into what? Ford Mustang, you know. Oh, Mustang. So I, I use a plural, Mustangs, you know. Anyway. Trust me, it wasn't the plural. It was your accent. <laughs> whatever. Okay, go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But he just liked that, you know, uh, this this kind of model from from the 60s. So, like, I don't understand people who like old cars. Mm. For me, <laughs> like, from 2022 is the best, of course. Uh, you know, but people love it. So, but if you buy a really old one, you have to restore it to its, like, full dignity. Mm. So that's what kind of we are doing here in Denver with the sacraments of mm -hmm. initiation we are just we are taking something that is old what 2000 years old mm -hmm. and we are restoring to the to the correct order yeah again Archbishop Aquila decided to do it uh, a, a little 20, bit of, oh gosh I don't know the 14, date on 14 15 something like this yeah well and let's go yeah. let's I think we should go back to when it was originally disordered would you call it disordered? Is that kind of too harsh? Uh, not not disordered because there's still gifts. There's still sacraments. Like they are still very much meaningful, but they were taken out of place. And when they first were kind of put in a not correct order, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it was in 1910, mm -hmm. right? Yes, enlighten me. Did you, know. you do your research? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did. 1910, what happened? So in 1910, confirmation was put after the Eucharist mm -hmm. by St. Pius, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, St. Pius X moved this. The Pope. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he moved this. Um, that's all I have. I mean, that, was, that happened in 1910. So mm -hmm. in uh, 2014 we're restoring the order and that's like yeah. the huge thing this is we are restoring the order back to its yeah. original 
true. Uh, Pope Pius X, he did it because uh, there is a nice another story. I love stories. This story I was told a few years ago back in Poland. Uh, so Pius X, uh, you know, he decided to lower the age for the kids to, to receive Holy Communion, which was when you were seven. Mm -hmm. That's what age we do. Age of reason, right? Yeah, age yeah. of reason. So seven. Uh, and so when he decided to do so in 1910, then confirmation kind of got pushed back. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, like in Poland, we do this. You get confirmed when you're like 15, 16, junior high. And so that's why here in Denver, we archbishop decided to do so to let's let's just go back go back because you know in 1910 when Pius X decided to do so um, confirmation was kind of lost in the state there when you were like 15 16 nothing really happened so we just want to uh, do this why that's another question well why there's so much I want to talk about here so mm -hmm. some of the I think anxieties and questions that came up with this when it first was talked about you know and restoring the order um and i assume it's from a lot of the teachers and parents but like how can we properly form our kids for two sacraments meaning the eucharist and confirmation um, are they even old enough to be confirmed at seven so these were kind of the anxieties um oh i also want to talk about what confirmation is because now that the restored order is baptism, confirmation, then Eucharist, confirmation, I'm, I need a little help with this, but confirmation mm -hmm. kind of seals the baptism. Yeah. It's its own thing, but it does seal, right, the baptism. Yeah. So it's like, why would you receive before your baptism's even sealed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, baptism needs to be first yes you cannot be christian even in general uh, if you are not baptized that's that's the first thing that you know needs to happen because uh, you're united in christ yeah. yeah so that's what needs to happen first uh baptism you have to be baptized then uh, confirmation should be the second mm -hmm. why because of the gifts of the holy spirit yes the gifts of the holy spirit uh, there are many analogies uh, that I could make actually about the sacraments um, and you know how they uh, how they really work but again baptism is just just the gate to the church it opens the gate so you can enter confirmation is kind of you know okay let's let's you know improve your life with the help of the holy spirit yeah and that's why that's that's one of the reasons why archbishop aquila is doing this here in denver to help the young, you know, uh, children to to do their best with God's help, you know. So we want to give them whatever it's possible, aka the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then the Eucharist is the, the summit, right, and source of Christian faith. So kind of like a fulfillment and the beginning at the same time. Mm -hmm. But we wanna we wanna already have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, so we can really uh, we can use what we can and we we receive those gifts in our baptism as well as confirmation yes yes of the gifts of the holy spirit mm -hmm. okay you know even the catechism of the catholic church because i taught the catechism class here at st louis mm -hmm. in inglewood 
there is a really cool uh, statement, one of the paragraphs, when the Catechism explains that the Holy Eucharist completes Christian initiation. So if it completes the initiation, it needs to be at the end, not in the middle. Oh. So mm. that's why, you know, like it says here, those who have been raised to the dignity of the royal priesthood by baptism and configured more deeply to Christ by confirmation participate with the whole community in the Lord's own sacrifice by means of the Eucharist. So again, Eucharist just completes the initiation. So we have to we have to do it at at the end. So that's why when you are baptized, you are baptized. But uh, Archbishop Aquil decided to do confirmation and the Eucharist first communion when kids are in the third grade. Okay, that makes sense. So looking at Archbishop's letter, um, there's three parts to this, I believe, maybe four. But on the third part, it does say restoring the order. And restoring the order of the sacraments of initiation will mean making some changes to how we hand on the faith to our children. So, but I want to go over that because I think where this listener brought this to us, I think her friend's upset because they are confirmed at seven. And I think where her anxieties come from is that they don't have any faith formation or mm -hmm. anything for such a long period of time and saying it with all the love you know we talked about this right before we started recording but I mean it's on the parents mm -hmm. and that's like a real yeah. thing if if you are baptizing confirming you know if you if your kids are receiving these gifts it's it's on the parents to continue that faith formation mm -hmm. and you know, with God's grace, the power of prayer, that they do go into adulthood and continue their faith. <laughs> You've got nothing to say to that? That was great. <laughs> Even with the restored order, when we do, of course, you know, baptism first and then uh, confirmation and first, uh, first uh, Eucharist, the parents are, are the, the first teachers of their kids. Yeah. And we still provide, to be honest, mm -hmm. that's my experience at, you know, Catholic school at least, or the Catholic parishes, we provide, you know, religious ed. It's not like, you know, oh, yeah, you, you have been confirmed at age nine and, you know, do what you want to do or your parents should do everything. No, the priests uh, do a lot, you know, here at the parish, any kind of, kind of, Catholic parish we do religious ad for kids who maybe go to public schools there's like no religion at all you can you can still go to like uh, different different programs of them yeah different Catholic parishes so it's something it's happening always but again parents are the, they are like the keys they're the first teacher yeah and that's actually what happens before even baptism there's like a dialogue between the priest or a deacon and the parents and godparents when the priest asks a few questions, one of them is like, do you clearly understand what you're undertaking? Mm -hmm. And all they always say yes, because that's what they're supposed to <laughs> say. And then you ask the parents, are you willing to help the parents of this child, you know, in their duty to, you know, to help this kid to grow, you know, grow her or his faith in yeah. the future. So yeah. it's not just on us, the priests, uh, or 
parishes or schools it's it's first and foremost parents yeah parents well and how would you suggest parents doing that one living out their faith themselves right kids usually even if they don't speak they're really young you know i I don't know like two three i don't know when when they start talking i don't either i don't have kids so (laughs) so so i'm I'm a priest (laughs) you are probably in a future mom so you'll find out but (laughs) the point is uh at some age before they speak you have to practice what you teach yes yeah they're observant they see i still remember i still remember i'm 32 but i still remember my mom teaching me and my brother you know like how to kneel even mm. and how to you know uh, fold your hands and oh. you know like our father yeah yeah and so she taught me our father and uh, i was asking my mom i was maybe like four five six you know mom why are we doing this I'm like mm. yeah because we need to we need god's help in our lives mm. that's what she always taught me uh, and now even i'm a priest she asked me you know anytime Vital, can you can you pray for someone in our family and can you say mass, uh, which I did a few years ago. I don't know, not a few years ago, like two years ago. Um, she is she is my family, but kind of distant family. But she had kind of problems to get pregnant with mm, her mm-hmm. husband, so she asked my mom, like, you know, can you ask your son to like say mass for this intention? Mm. And I said, well, I can, you know, like on Friday when I'm off, I always say mass, so I, I'm available. Mm-hmm. So I did. And then a month, month later, uh, she texted me, you know, she's pregnant. Oh, that's going to make me cry. And then my mom, my mom was like, Vitov, you are so cool. I'm like, that was not me, mom. That was, <laughs> that was Jesus. God. Yes. That's it's always God. I just said mass. I mean, yeah. said, yeah, but that's what happened. Yeah. But any, anyway, you need faith yes. for any kind of miracle. And even with sacraments, and then uh, you as a parent, you have to be a teacher. Yeah, always. Always, yes. My parents uh, always, they always ask the question uh, to me, because I have a younger brother. He's 30, I'm 32. You know, I am a Catholic priest and he doesn't want to go to the church. Mm -hmm. So my parents are asking me, like, where was the mistake made? Like, you know, saying I'm bringing what what happened everyone has their own conversion yeah so i don't have i have i don't have the answer yeah uh, for this one yeah i'm a priest by god's grace uh, mm-hmm. that was not my plan at all to become a priest and here i am you know in the, in the united states that was i would never imagine to be a, like outside of europe but that's what happened when you when you follow jesus you just fulfill uh, his plan for your life which is called vocation mm-hmm. to whatever and that's what you do but again parents are always the first teachers and even if we switch the the sacraments to the proper order uh, you are in charge mm-hmm. you know i cannot do uh, everything by myself here at the parish uh, or the teachers at school it you know the parents the parents are there you the and the parents can't do everything themselves either they can't do it without god so yeah you just need a good strong relationship with jesus and yeah yeah but parents they need to practice their faith because kids are looking at them yes and if yeah if i see okay my mom tells me okay you should pray but she doesn't why would you i'm gonna do it yeah Yeah, that's that's what always you know i remember what i did when you know your parents tell you like you know clean up your room and then at some point you could be like mom but you don't like clean Clean up your your room room. (laughs) 
so then she she had to you know start doing this so yeah so that's that's what happens same with faith same with faith uh we just archbishop here in denver he restored the, the correct order just to give anything we can to this you know seven years old kids so they can really use god's help in their yeah. lives parents are still involved they should be it doesn't mean okay now you can just you know sit and do nothing and to have faith that your your son or your daughter will be will be good in life or you know they will find their way now we need to still still help them out first of all by by your faith by you know practicing because mm -hmm. if you don't it just becomes you know family tradition like christmas easter people we see them a lot everywhere <coughs> it's not just poland the united states yeah we see them everywhere uh churches are packed with people for christmas and easter uh, but then you cannot really preach like you preach every every sunday because yeah. these people are not used to it and probably they won't get what you want to say so even a year ago here in denver archbishop asked us to just preach the basics mm. whole advent plus christmas just the basics why jesus became one of us why he died for us what should we do right now mm. that's it and that's not really rocket science anyone can if you know the basics like you know pl two plus two it's four everyone knows that so same with the basics of faith and you should you should teach your kids specifically kids you know the basics when they grow up of course the uh, more difficult questions should come mm -hmm. uh, but that's why you have priests and teachers yeah you know they can help up with, with more difficult questions but the basics should be always taught by by parents yeah well and learning about your faith is lifelong it's not you stop at seven it's not you stop at 27 it doesn't matter what age you are you're always going to be yeah. learning about your faith that's true so you cannot stop and be like yeah i i know everything no one knows everything you know besides god yeah. so we have to we have to keep studying uh, and faith it's not just about knowledge it's about the relationship with god mm. if parent you know or parents uh, stop practicing which means they stop having relationship with god don't expect the kids miracle you know like being you know saints in, in two years yeah or, you know in ten let's say no you have to you have to first practice and teach uh, but mostly practice because your your children are looking at you and but that's that's what you know how kids how kids work you know mm -hmm. they need to they need to see yeah so if they see if you're you're a parent and you take them to you know church okay they don't understand what's going on they scream a lot which <laughs> i understand i i've been through a lot here at lourdes and st louis with you know screaming kids uh, but it needs to be done yeah they will remember they yeah. will remember that okay my parents took me to the church you know every uh, every sunday yeah beautiful all right well again as always if you have any questions <clears throat> or want to hear a subject we like doing these bonus podcasts, so please feel free to email us at holyroasterpodcast at gmail.com. We want to say thank you to Morgan Rogers oh, yes. for the beautiful artwork. Logo. Yeah, logo that you can see right now, probably. Uh, she's so talented. and She's so talented. I, Morgan, if you do listen to this, um, it's awesome. Everyone loves it. Everyone asks, like, who, who made your guys' logo? It's so cool. So yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, great. Thank you.
to Morgan. Big thanks. All right, you guys, and thank you to all of you for listening. We will see you next Wednesday. Do you want to say bye? Bye. Oh, my gosh.